millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibbyverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic. They make me feel polished and modern. And the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at Jay McLaughlin. And so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z Zibby 20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white open long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Jennifer Lewis is the author of Walking in My Joy in These Streets. 
Dubbed a national treasure and a force to be reckoned with, award-winning actress Jennifer Lewis starred on ABC's Blackish as the hilarious grandmother Ruby Johnson, which earned her a nomination for the 2016 Critics' Choice Award. She has appeared in over 400 episodic television shows, 68 movies, 40 animations, and four Broadway shows, such as The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Friends, A Different World, 20s, Castaway, What's Love Got to Do With It, Think Like a Man, Medea's Family Reunion, Strong Medicine, The Princess and the Frog, Mickey Mouse Funhouse, Rugrats, Cars 1, 2, and 3, American Dad, and Hairspray. She has performed in more than 200 concerts worldwide, including sold-out audiences at Lincoln Center and an electrifying standing ovation at Carnegie Hall. Her accomplishments as an entertainer, community activist, and author have been recognized with an honorary doctorate from her alma mater, Webster University, and the Career Achievement Award from the American Black Film Festival. This year, Miss Lewis will begin a new television series, I Love That For You, for Showtime. She also received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She was born and raised in Kinloch, Missouri, and lives in Los Angeles with her dog, Butters Lewis. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss your amazing books. Hey, Zippy. I love that name. Who named you Zippy? (laughs) Where did you get that from? A friend in my playgroup when I was one could not pronounce Elizabeth, and so she called me Zibbeth, and then my parents shortened it to Zibby. Oh, my God. That is so cute. Oh, my God. Get out of here. That's a great story. I love when kids can't pronounce. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I was so excited to talk to you today after reading your whole book, which I just loved. And did you read read it? I read the whole thing. I read the whole thing. Oh my God, no, Sippy, come on now. I did. Did I am telling you the truth. I read it all. No, I know you read it, but did you like it? I loved it. I loved it. First of all, I loved that you wrote it in a way where it felt like I was talking to you. Like I was just sitting and talking to you. So by the time here we are, I feel like I already know you so well. You don't know me, I guess. But, you know, I feel like we have this relationship going already. (laughs) Oh, my God, my God, my God. When I read you interviewed Hillary and you, I was like, okay, come on. (laughs) I'm going to be good on this. No, I'm all yours, and I'm I'm excited to talk to you, and uh, let's just do it. I'm on your let's, side. We're doing it. We're I'm doing so it. I'm glad you liked it. Everybody's saying that. They should. I'm not surprised. I wish one person would say, ah, oh, that one chapter. <laughs> I am not surprised everyone's liking it. I put my heart in it. I, I really tell. And I got no secrets. So take it, kids, and oh, learn. Oh, my gosh. I'm sitting on top of the world. I got everything I wanted. Here it is. All my <laughs> secrets. Oh, I'm ready for you. Well, it's funny that you talk about Hillary and Jill Biden because I have not interviewed Barack or Michelle, but I feel like Obama, but they are like all through your book, your reverence for Michelle. And you were so funny in your scene with them when you were like, (laughs) they were coming through the line and she's literally like basically pushing you away from, from Barack Obama. Oh, that was so fun. So fun. So fun. I, I told you, I woke up, they gave me three Christmas cookies <laughs> and some water. Said, and then you, you, and you fainted to faint in the White House. I was like, I don't know anybody else who's fainted um, in the White House. And I completely forgot because, you know, because I usually go home and tell all the stories. My best friend uh, was diagnosed with cancer the day we got back. So I forgot all about the faint, all about it until I was writing the book and I had a storyboard on the wall and I had to 
go back to a date because you know from the first book, I've kept a journal since I was in seventh grade. Amazing. Because I was like, I know I'm going to be a movie star and I'm going to meet my book. <laughs> and then my shrink, when I got in, she reminded me, she said, you didn't know you were saving your life. Mm. Writing it all down. Wow. And and I was. I don't think I'd have made it if I, because I checked my life. Something in me knew something was wrong. But it becomes such a habit, the, the depression, the crying at night. I figured everybody cried at night. In my 20s, I was on Broadway. What could be wrong? I told you in the book, it, in the first book, it was a performance. I made a performance out of it. I would look in there with those tears and say, what's wrong, baby? You're on Broadway. What's wrong? And I didn't know. And I kept living like that. We know with sex addiction and everything. So it's good to be here and, and, and have done the work. I stayed in therapy for about 20 years. Wow. Twice a week. I've got the tools now. I don't let too much get on me. I just lost my phone. And it was such a stress bill. And I tried to retract myself. And instead of panicking, I wrote a song. Amazing. Jenny, calm down. It's just the phone. Come on. Jenny, calm down. It's just the phone. You go buy AT&T, you get another one. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm going, motherfucker. Fuck that. I don't do that shit no more. I'm far too medicated anyway. <laughs> body won't let me do it. I'll be like, why can't I kill that bitch? <laughs> it's your Prozac and your goddamn whatever that other shit. Lick Mictal that stopped you from killing. <laughs> Thank God. I want to say one thing else. I saw a documentary on um, Vivian Lee, who was bipolar. You know, they used to literally take her off the Gone with the Wind set to like in a straitjacket. I did not know that. Oh, no, she was fucking. And then they interviewed a friend of hers in London. And she said, oh, Vivian would still be with us if, well, if they had had what the medication and the work, the the, uh, research now. And that's true. You know, when my shrink said you're bi, I think you might be bipolar. I was like, what, bitch? Bi what? I'm not bisexual. What is that? You know, I didn't know anything about but yeah, so that's how grateful I am that they have the treatment now to treat a mental illness. But yeah, Vivian suffered. And then she said, she called me. We were going to play cards. It was brilliant. I loved it. And she said, <laughs> but I was late. It was raining. <laughs> when I got there, when, when she came in, she came in from outside. She just had a sexual tryst in the park. <laughs> That's the sex addiction. It comes with a mania. That's, you know, one thing. I mean, you spend a lot. And you're rageful. God, because you don't know where it's coming from. But, you know, the, 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 that sex addiction, that need to control. You know, when you feel out of control inside, you will create that on the outside. So we can reflect back to you and you think, okay, I'm used to this. Misery loves company. You miserable too? Okay, let's go. You know, it's just all, it, it comes together when you go take care of yourself. So I'm good now. I'm on top of the world, kid. <laughs> I feel so. like part of 
helping others through mental illness is exactly what you're doing in the book here today. So many people still, I know stigma, blah, 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 but people still don't talk about it a lot and they're still afraid. And the more you put out there how you're actually feeling, the more you can get back in, right? Every time I debate if I should share something, once I do and I get positive things back, like it's actually on us to share with other people, other women, everybody else, so that they can have a a place to share back. Otherwise, like, where are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. I wish, you know, I became legal guardian who this is going to be on radio. It's a podcast. So anywhere podcasts are available. There was a kid that I took in, uh, you know, it was my, like my cousin's daughter, you know, I would share that I was having so much trouble with her and a boy. They both were I think that's why I got them. I saw they were so broken, broken open from the things that had happened to them. And I shared it with other parents. Sure enough, everybody's child was going through it. The millennials were depressed. They had been raised on the computer. They were watching porn at seven. They never learned manners and morals. And, you know, they were all woke up at maybe 22 with arthritis in their fingers from playing video games, looked up at their mother and father and went, wait a minute, fuck did my childhood go? You are going to take care of me, right? Those little shits. (laughs) So, I mean, really, but it's awful. We all have to take responsibility for what happens to these kids. You set them in front of the TV so you could do this and do that. You set, you let them be on those video games. You let them be on the internet. So, yeah, take care of them now. <laughs> Don't send them out in the, into the world so selfish. That's the most selfish little, they are little shits. <laughs> God bless them. I love them. And I do, Zippy, I ain't gonna lie to you. I try to take care of them. But when they get real bad, I said, honey, you got to go. Fuck out of here. <laughs> not that, not lying, stealing. What? You got to go. And I tell a lot of people, you reach out. Go on, reach out to that cousin that's naked on the picnic table. But you give them, go get them three, about three times. If you love them, give them about three times. And then baby, keep it moving. You can't change anybody. And, you know, it's you can lead the uh, horse to the waters, can't make them drink. So let it go. Let people live. Allow them to do what they want to do. I say, you know what my saying is? Let the children live. Other people's happiness ain't none of your business because you can't make them happy. True. It's hard to accept reality like that. But, you know, what I mean, I'll call it like I see it. <laughs> Jennifer, can we talk about your relationship? I loved reading about how your first meeting at the gym developed Mm -hmm. with this man, Mm -hmm. developed despite your better judgment. You finally like opened up to him and like let the relationship begin, started introducing him to all your friends, like really got invested. And then dot, dot, dot. I I don't want to give anything away, but. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wasn't paying attention. Running off to send 11,000 seniors off into the world. My alma mater, president of the college, called and said, we want to honor you with a doctorate. I was silent. And I said, Dr. Strobel, can I just call you right back? I need a moment. So she was depending on me to deliver 
a good speech. I wanted her to be proud of me. I was writing that speech. I wasn't paying attention to that asshole. It's sociopath. But I'll tell you, he was as good at, at what he does as I am with what I do. He'd been doing it since he was 15 years old. He was a fucking pro. I don't know if you saw Tinder Swindler, but he did it by the book. All of it. Navy SEAL, for Christ. What the fuck was wrong with me? I believed it. I was reading it with you. I was right there. I, I was... See, I was blunt. I was, yeah, but, you know, I... I Oxford? He was brilliant, Zippy. He really was. But he wasn't more brilliant than me because it got caught, you asshole. He'd been in and out of jail. So he never really... He was good. By the time he got to me, he was 52, and he, he knew exactly what he was doing. And he had researched me on the internet. He knew all of my buttons. He knew I loved children. Now, let, oh, I said this in the book. When he said, God damn, Cary Grant was his favorite actor. I should have clocked it. <laughs> I should have clocked it. The only time I had told somebody that was in an interview years ago. That son of a bitch went back into my history, studied me, and made his move. God damn. When I saw him at court, I looked at him. I think I was in the book. I said, you know you fucked with the wrong girl, right? Kept a private eye. I won't give it away, but fuck him. He's in jail. Well, I can't say that either. Anyway, it came out great. <laughs> and the part where I had to give it to the public, my shrink actually tried to do a little reverse psychology on me. I wanted to kill her for it. But she said to me, you know, Jennifer, you don't have to give this to the press. This was personal. You give so much. So think about it. Maybe she, maybe she meant that. She did, I think. But still, <laughs> I, she knew better. I, I can't not help. When I saw how much pain I was in, at the disbelief of it all, I've lived the strum. I'm from the street. I should have seen it coming. But I told her, I said, you know damn well, I got to give it back. If I'm in this much pain, what other women must suffer? I have tools to work through this and I'll get better. But I had to give it up because he was loose in the world and I knew he would get another woman. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I want to know what some of the tools are. Teach me a tool. Oh, God, journaling. I mean, if my therapist told me I saved my life by writing every day. I mean, I wrote every day. When I wrote The Mother of Black Hollywood, which was my memoir, my first book, I had to read 67 journals and get those details out of there. I could tell you what I ate, you know, 1979 after school. What, what was your snack? We had ice cream and we went down there. We shouldn't have. <laughs> I stole a sponge cake out of, out of Mr. Miller's store today. I hope nobody tells my mama. It's all there. It was all there. But it still wasn't easy to write. Now, I will give you this. And this is so deep. I got so mad at God after that son of a bitch came into my life. I said, you sent. I went down to Venice Beach. You sent me a fucking colonist. And I stayed mad a long time. Mm. So, well, the, the, the journaling is first and it's the most important. Because like she said, that journaling saved your life. The other tool besides journaling is keep your ass in therapy. Check in, <laughs> you know. Go, if you, some dumb shit happens, if somebody you love dies and you fucked up, go get, go check in. Don't fall apart. Stay alive, for God's sake. There's too many of the living dead running around here. People, especially after COVID, people are so in shock. They don't even know how in shock they are. The world is mourning. So every time I get a stress pill, I try to think it's COVID, Jenny. Don't do it. You know, the food is going to be slower. The waiter is not going to move as fast. Stop all that privilege shit. Stop it. Where's the food? It's go grow some and you can pick it out of your car. <laughs> We've got to, I mean, I, I even things like, I think I said it, 157 flavors of ice cream, you Americans. And you stand there for an hour trying to figure out which one you want. And then you get, you, oh, you always just go back to vanilla. You get your vanilla cone and then you lick on it on your way to storm the Capitol. I'm like, what the fuck? What did you just do? Unbelievable. And I saw one thing where some, some white man was up there tall and had a shirt, you know, and he went, let's go kick some ass. I was like, what fucking century is this? We've evolved. We're in space, you son of a bitches. Be nice. I've been all over the world. Just got back from India and saw all that shit. That's not in the book because I actually was still writing the book in Cambodia. I took a trip around the world. I get on this uh, private jet and I go around the world when I get a month off. I, I, I have to hit, you know, everybody, you know, it's exhausting and it's, but you're always yearning for the next stop. I'll tell you where I just got back from. Cambodia, Angkor Wat. 
Nepal, Kathmandu took a helicopter through the Himalaya mountains, saw Everest, saw Everest, little girl from Kinloch, Missouri, and then to Accra, India, the Taj Mahal. I told my mother when I was 13, I'm going to get married at the Taj Mahal. You know, all those big dreams, the mania, the delusions of grandeur that comes with that mania. We don't say we're going to get married in, you know, that little church over there. Give me the Taj Mahal, bitch. You know, there are that ego's a motherfucker when you're on a, when you're having an episode. So anyway, after India was Abu Dhabi, the Grand Mosque. So I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. But it was such a, you know, it's a forward-thinking country. I forgave them for the ornateness and the opulence. I'm like, God damn. And I knew it was the oil. I'm like, what the fuck are you? It's so beautiful. Every inch of it. Precision. It is the modern day Akawat. And then the, you know, the helicopters over Dubai to see the islands, the Palm Island and the Crown Island. Oh, we played camel polo in Dubai at the polo club. It's also popular. <laughs> but you know, when you're a celebrity, I can only travel like that. I can't go schlepping around the world by myself. <laughs> and one last place, Jordan, Petra. Jesus Christ. That was a, just a mind fuck. How <laughs> oh, they carved that thing. You know why they did that? Because they weren't watching Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and Uncle Watt was built because they didn't know the Kardashians. <laughs> what world we in? Huh? Okay. And then we were supposed to go to Sicily. Yes. No, baby. It's I'm talking about Sicily. Her name is Cecily. She thought I was calling her. Oh. My That's so good. We were supposed to go to Sicily. <laughs> and there was a COVID breakout on the jet. Oh, no. They let a woman back on there that had tested positive. And because she got a negative, they put it back. And the doctor, the doctor that we traveled with came over. I said, don't patronize me. Don't you dare. Y'all don't know nothing about this fucking thing. Positive, negative, negative, positive. The day you next one. I said, if she had those symptoms two days ago. And now she done tested negative. And you let her back on this fucking plane. I said, you guys were supposed to keep me safe. What's wrong with you? So I came home. I missed Sicily. I told him. I took a three-hour drive across the Jordanian desert. I stayed at the Four Seasons, made them pay for it. (laughs) I had a six-hand massage that night. Baby, if you ever go to Armand. You go to that Four Seasons. I'd never seen one like that. It was so everything. And you know, I've been around the world. I've stayed at every, every luxury. Four Seasons in Amman, Georgia. I mean, Jordan tore me up. Took a flight back to JFK. I was so happy to get home. Because I wasn't going to wear a mask on a private jet, bitch. You know how much money that shit costs? Why'd you let her back there? I said, she must have been the CEO's cousin or some shit. You sacrificed everybody on that. 
No, I'm not staying. They were so sad I left because, you know, I bring the party. Like, fuck all you Republicans. See you later. All right. So anyway. (laughs) Jennifer, I have another question for you. Okay. I'm sorry. I will go on with the story, girl. I promise I will. What's happening? What's your last guess? My last question for you. After everything you've gone through and being a celebrity and having people mistreat you like this guy, how do you know who to trust? That's a very interesting question. How do I know who to trust? I'll tell you something about myself since the con artist. Some shit like that happens to you. You wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Another thing I say to myself, check, check, double check, Jenny. I do a background on every motherfucker I say good morning to. A background. I do. Like, who the fuck are you? no don't tell me i'll find out i'm not that but anybody that comes close very close like cecily's new i do background check you little thief what you still but you know <laughs> she's laughing <laughs> but I found, you know I, I found out she had a uh what was it a speeding ticket or some shit no I it was a waste of fucking money i should have known a little blonde white girl ain't did too much shit in the world <laughs> and what are you 12 oh. Oh, she's in her 20s but yeah, I, I check, check, double check. I don't let anybody new in my life anymore. I got enough friends. I'm 65. Get the fuck out of here. I want a new friend. And I trust myself more. Like I said, I just sang that little happy song and got that stress off me. I walk the walk now. I greet everybody with joy. That's why I named the book that. I'm like, hey, how you doing? People have been asking me for pictures all day. Even though I put shit in front of my face, they just see the afro. And of course, I'm in bright yellow. How can I be missed? But I give everybody a picture. I tell them to stand there and I'll get in the back for COVID. But I can't say no. These are the people who pay my mortgage. These are the people who have watched me over the years. These are the people you give a picture. You be nice. And I tell my other celebrities, when, you know, phone, everybody had a camera. I said, you don't want to give a picture? Keep your fucking ass at home. Those people just, they just want a picture. I don't say no to anybody. I say this, and this is my last sentence. I'm an alpha. I don't care if it's an earthquake, which I talked about in Mother Black Hollywood. I had to kick down seven doors. I don't care what's going on. I will leave no man by any fucking thing. What do you need here? I got everything I wanted. I know how it feels to be poor and desperate. That's what makes me who I am. That spectrum from nothing, from nothing, literally, to everything I've ever wanted. Just to show you something, I'm sure you're the same. I saw, I could not, I, I posted it. I was like, look at this. I've been doing here. I can't wait. Can you You're showing even the believe it? Sunday style. Girl, cover. I, you opened, look amazing. I opened two full pages in the Sunday, Sunday time. Now I've been in the times many times. I have, but not two full pages. It just felt fucking good. Fuck that digital shit. You let me see that shit in my head. <laughs> I'm old school. Fuck you and your digital shit. Kids ain't doing nothing but watching porn. People ain't doing everybody's I'm Everybody but me. That shit gives me a headache. I never watch that shit. Okay, last night. But listen. 
Get out of here, Zippy. I leave no man behind, little girl. You hear me? That's who you're talking to. You're amazing. That was the most entertaining half an hour I think I've ever spent. I feel like I just got a personal performance of like the best show ever. Thank you. You're amazing. That's last thing. Yeah. When you say I'm amazing, it has to be in you to see it in me. Hmm. Now get out of here. You're getting on my nerve. Go. Get some more. Go somewhere. <laughs> Let me eat. Hate all Bye. these interviews. Goodbye. You're an angel. Bye. Thank you. You are. You're an angel. Get out of here. Bye, baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 